My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. So today we're talking about accepting our bodies exactly as they are right now, which allows us to make peace with our bodies, thereby empowering us to take better care of our bodies. So what we're going to be talking about is where did we learn to objectify the body that we walk around in? How did we internalize that shame and guilt? What is it about our culture that breeds this uh, hatred and... um, shame of sexuality and why does this body hatred exist why is there so much sexual objectification and how hard is it to accept the body that we have right now not the body that we used to have when we were beautiful teenagers or the body that were had when we had children or whatever but just this is the body that we have right now this is the weight that we are In my 60s, this is the weight I am, this is the age I am, this is the DNA coding I have, so this must be what it is. And how do we accept that and even go on beyond that to love it enough to take care of it unconditionally? And that um, if something were to happen to our bodies, wouldn't we be really upset that we didn't have a stomach or we didn't have thighs or a butt or breasts? we would miss those things so much, even though we hate them a lot of the time, or I should talk about myself. I had such body hatred, especially about my stomach. And I really had to use, there's a great book called Overcoming Overeating by Carol Munter and Jane Herschelman. And they use this beautiful example of that tonight, if you got home and you went to bed, Um, magic dust was sprinkled on the universe. And when you woke up in the morning, that's the body that you have. The only thing is it gets older, but it's that size, that color, that, that body. So what would you do? Would you jump off the bridge or would you go ahead and eat ice cream? Would you never go on a diet again because what's the point? Or would you be just go ahead and put on a bathing suit and jump in the water. What would you do? So I just want to talk about that whole idea of learning how to accept the body that we have. Because we had it at one time when we were little. We liked our bodies when we were little. Maybe for some of us it's been a long, long time. But, you know, at some point we were okay with our bodies. And then what happened and how do we get back to that? So today I have Meg as my guest. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And I'm going to let her uh, talk about herself and how she came to this work and what she's doing with especially accepting the body as it is. And then um, we'll have a little discussion about it. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm Meg Tinsley, and uh, I'm a marriage and family therapist um, in California, um, and I used to work with Laura Lee at Beyond Hunger, 
for a long time, mm-hmm. like five years maybe, something And like I that. still miss you. I know I miss you too. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> this is just like back in our group. I know. So we used to facilitate groups together. Um, and now I just have a private practice in Petaluma. And, and I work with a lot of women. Um, and so inevitably this kind of stuff, you know, comes up all the time. I mean, whether it's someone who has you know, technically, you know, disordered eating, you know, textbook disordered eating issues to deal with, or just someone who, you know, occasionally, you know, feels like they don't like their body if they're having a bad day. Then all of a sudden they think, well, I'll just, you know, go on this new whatever kick, you know, 30 day challenge, whatever. And that'll make me feel better. And then I'll feel better about, you know, whatever's going on with my boyfriend or, you know, like my menopause or, you know, whatever it is. So we expect so much of our bodies to take this load all the time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love that when, you know, whenever I've worked with you and you've talked about how um, when you're a little kid, you know, I mean, if you look at little kids, you know, you see that they completely are in their bodies. They completely, they don't know that, you know, they're sitting next to Sally, whose arm looks like this, and Joey, whose arm looks like that, and right. their arm or leg or whatever looks, you know, totally different than all the two, the two of them. You they know, don't they, care. They don't care. They don't care about the skin color. They don't care about the size. They don't care. And then somewhere along the road, you know, for women, especially in our culture, right? whether you have something that's more identifiable as disordered eating or just general kind of malaise and discomfort with yourself and your body, you know, which I think most American women have at some point. I mean, you know, maybe some don't, they're lucky few, but. um, Or that's just not their thing. Yeah, that's just not their thing, right? Right. Like they have other ways of, you know, yeah. Coping. But yeah, (laughs) but it's, it's so often constellates around that for young women. And it's just, it's almost like, I think one of the reasons why I like to do this work is because there's a part of me that's just pissed about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think, you know, I, you know, early on, I just became very feminist when I was about 19, you know, many years ago. And um, I think so when I noticed some of this stuff in myself, some of this you know, difficulty accepting my body, I think initially my way of accepting it was like, well, God damn it. Like right. that, you know, that, which actually is fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Exactly. Like that, that can carry you for a long time, you know, it can. like of just like, I get to be as big as I need to be, or, you know, this is my body or, you right. know, I'm not going to shave my legs or, you know, whatever. Like I'm not going to be your, you know, what the Barbie. Yeah. Like what does just you're talking about the sexuality piece and the objectification that it's all tied in to these things, the body hatred that women learn, I think. Yes. So I kind of defiantly said, you know, you know, forget you, you know, and that, and that worked for a while. And then now I feel like it's kind of more about um, really truly where I'm, where I like this, particular principle is just that it's much more gentle it's not so screw you it's more like i'm gonna love my my body and accept my body because this is my body that's <laughs> like, right because it's the only as far one as i, I know i only have one <laughs> right. I, I mean if the buddhists are right then we get to come back but we don't remember anyway so right you know and I who might knows as well. maybe we get the same body again yeah exactly <laughs> if you don't get this one right if you don't <laughs> learn to accept this one you right. might get the same exact Exactly. thing that you struggled with in the last lifetime so chances are yeah yeah and yeah and 
I mean, currently what's going on for me is that I just had a foot surgery. Um, and so oh, yeah. I've had to really, I mean, this, this has been something that whether I've been aware of it or not, I've had to work with accepting where my body is in a different kind of way than with size per se, but just, you know, after a foot surgery, it's like, I can't exercise. I can't do really the things that make me feel normal. My foot doesn't work properly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've really had to, um, you know, just drop in to that more kind of, it's kind of feminine. I think acceptance is kind of feminine, you know, like we all have masculine feminine, but it's like surrender to like, what is true? You know, like if I were to fight reality and just, I mean, I feel like sometimes when I work with people with disordered eating, it's like, it's like they've had a foot surgery and they're like, no, I didn't. I'm going to walk on my foot. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. And so they'll hurt themselves. Stitches. There's no pain there. There's no. Sti- I don't like this pain. I, that's what it I, is. It's not that there's no stitches. It's like, I don't like this pain. And I just want it to so be over. I, and I want it to be over. So I'm going to go walk around right after I had surgery. And then, of course, that causes more problems and then yes. consequences. And then they feel bad about it. That's oh, my right. God, I've hurt myself. But it's kind of, I just thought of that. I just, yeah, so It's kind of like though. that. Like with yes. disordered eating behavior, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. Right. To try to make yourself feel better when really actually you just end up making things worse. Exactly. But yeah. the part of us that thinks, so like if we think about that all parts of the eating disorder are how we take care of ourselves. Exactly. Right. So right. if I, right. whether it was overeating when I was with my eating disorder, or whether it was severe body hatred, that also took care of me. Right. Because I didn't know how to feel lonely or upset or overwhelmed, but I really knew how to feel fat. Yeah. I knew how to feel that. Yeah. Absolutely. That was almost this, that's almost the safer thing to go to. It is. Well, and then with my surgery, I noticed also a couple weeks ago that I was starting to get fixated on the way my thighs looked. <laughs> oh. The dimples the dimples on my thighs and that they, so they must be well I, and I was convinced that there must be they must have changed in 4 weeks like that my thighs look different than they did and now I had aged you know in 1 month I'd aged 5 years. Yeah. And that And you'll this, never get it back. And I'll never I'll never feel the same way. And so there was this panic that set in. And then what I realized was actually, I mean, whether my thighs are all that different or not, I don't really know. I don't, I didn't take a picture before and after. Probably <laughs> like, not. Does it matter? Not really. Look but exactly the same what, to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that I realized when I kind of relaxed about that upset, that sort of fixation I was having on my thighs, I realized that what I was really afraid of was that the surgery wouldn't work all the way. What if I don't get the mobility back in my foot, which is right. sort of more to me like actually the more my real anxieties, yes. you know, and, and things that I don't have control over. I right. mean, the way I, I don't know that I have control over dimples on my thighs either at this point or in my anything, life at 50, really. but you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You know, but there's this feeling, I mean, I think it's so like you have some sort of something, some feeling or some anxiety that comes up. And then there's this little like shift that the mind can make, you know, to focusing on the body, you know, and for a lot of women and definitely women with disordered eating, yeah, shift to going, oh, no, I'm not okay. I'm going to reject myself. And then, oh, I can just do this to make myself feel better. And then you feel like you're doing something. You That's know? right. 
Um, I'm working towards a goal. I'm working towards a goal, and therefore right. I'm acceptable. That's so it's right. this way of finding, it's like a way of like metabolizing feelings. So good. In a way that's right. like, I'm that doing feels something. better. You fe- right. end up, people end up feeling better. Like yeah. when I work with people, like one of the things it's like when I talk about it, this, this is one of the things that when I, when I work with people, this is the thing that people resist the most is accepting their bodies. That's right. It really is. It is. I'm always surprised by it. I mean, even though it's, you know, it's because it's so insidious. It's because if you're not working on yourself in our culture as a woman, working towards some other... Looking better. Ideal. Being better. Improvement. If you're not improving, then I don't know what the... I mean, it's the... Well, then you're not valuable. You're not a valuable human being. Like, you have to be... Going paleo, I mean, that's what's today. In the 80s, it was complex carbohydrates. Yeah. Now, carbohydrates are bad. Right, carbo-loading, which is what I did before field hockey games. Yeah. Carbo-loading before field hockey games. Now, that's bad. That's bad. Carbs are bad. Now, it's protein-loading. So, now it's (laughs) protein-loading. Everybody's walking around constipated. (laughs) Because they're not eating enough grain. I know. I anyway, know. it's and you know, I mean, the truth is, is that various food choices work for various. You just have to tune into your own body, and for some right. people, some things work. Exactly. Over, I mean, I'm not, you know, poo pooing something. If someone found something that really works and you feel like so much better in your body, exactly. like fine, you know, fine, fine. But it's like these but we fad can't things. All say we that don't all. We can't all be paleo, right? right? And they all and the paleo people they live to thirty. In the Paleolithic era, right? Exactly. Like, so they did didn't really live well until 30. <laughs> so is that really the best model? I don't know. Anyway, we're digressing a little bit. Um. <laughs> I know. Well, if you really start to tune in on how many things are keeping us away right. from accepting the body that we have. Yes. So we'll even eat like a caveman in order yes. to not have the body, the feminine body that we have. Right. And and we, then rather do that. Right. And and right. does it and do th- these things even work? I mean, all these, these so there's this you have to be improving yourself. And then the basic, you know, what you said before about just the genetic coding. It's like I look just like my mother. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit combination of my mother and my dad, you know, and my grandmother. I look a lot like my grandmother. And like all I have to do to know what I'm going to look like at 75 is look at my mother. That's like, right. I'm a, I'm a larger version. My mom is like shorter than, you know, so I'm like the slightly taller, wider, you know, shoulders version of my mother. I'm the new right. and improved version of my mother. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like it's, it's all happening. I'm yes. 50. It's all happening. And there's nothing. I mean, I'm at the point like – any struggles that I used to have personally with body image, now I'm at the point where I really don't feel like I can control it all because it's really not in my hands. It no. never was. No. But it's like my body's going to be the way it's meant to be. That's right. And I can I can do this. You know, I love to exercise, but it's like, you know, I mean, it, I can do this exercise. It doesn't matter. Like when I don't exercise, when I exercise, I'm basically the same person. Like it just, I don't know. It's just kind of amusing. As I get older, I think, you know, and, and one other one other antidote, I think, to some of this stuff also is to think of if you have trouble thinking about accepting your body, then one way to look at it is to sort of, you know, what I try to tell clients is 
to look at what can your body do for you, you know, like a way in to feeling more compassionate. That's right. Is going, well, look at how your body digests every single bit of food you put into it. Exactly. Most of the time, like perfectly. Exactly. Once in a while we get a little bug or whatever. You know, my thighs have carried my poor little foot where I got, you know, that little bone that I had to have removed from my foot, you know, did its work for 50 years. Like, bless it. I know. know? I know. And so the the easier it is. Yes. Things left. Exactly. Now I wish I had that bone for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it was past this point. But I, um, as I get older, I think it's easier for me to accept because I feel less like I can really fight genetics and just the reality of like the where where my body wants to be yeah and what size and shape it's it's gonna it's gonna choose you right know? Um, right and that's kind of like that health at every size idea yeah, yeah that no matter what age we are exactly. what size we are what genetic coding we are doesn't yep. matter yep. how we are is how we are and the best thing to do is love that and take care of that yeah and and that is how we get better. That yeah. is how we get stay or get healthy. Yeah. But we can't even like right now there's all this quote unquote healthy eating. Mm-hmm. And then what? We're supposed to then live forever? Right. I mean, right. really, that's like if we eat the right way and look the right way, then we don't die. That's kind of like the undercurrent of all this. Right. Right. You know, right. it's insane. Well, I wonder how, I mean, just to go back to kind of what we're talking about of, of really when there's negative body image thoughts that a lot of times I think it signals some other feeling that's going on. It's like a red flag saying, you know, I'm not feeling good about, you know, whatever my work life or this fight I had with so-and-so or. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wonder about this whole piece about accepting the the weight that you are right now yeah. and liking the weight that you are right now. Yeah. So I have, you know, I struggled with that myself and I have clients that struggle with that. Yeah. It's very hard for them because they think if I have to accept my body, that means I have to love it and I don't. Mm-hmm. So they feel like they're lying. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying right. accept the body that you have. Take care of the body you have. You'll right. learn to love it. Right. You may not like it, but it is right. the only one you will get. Right. Yeah. And how how can you make it be the best it can be without driving yourself crazy? Right. Yeah. You know, accepting its limitations, accepting yep. what it can do and what it can't do. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that is a big piece. And I think, you know, yeah, t- it's not it's not saying that you can't have negative feelings about your body like you right. will have you know i mean of course most women do if you have disordered eating you probably will it's so tied into the inner critic you know yeah. so you will have negative feelings so just almost i mean it's almost like backing up and saying accept the negative thoughts yes. and feelings those are true and it's also true that this is the form that you're in in this very moment. Yes, you know, exactly. Like I try to have people, mindfulness is really helpful of like, just sense your body right now. And there's nothing you can do in this moment right. to change anything. Right. Like right now, this is where you're at. And it's probably going to be where you're at for, you know, the next little while. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever, like a month, let's just say. Right. It's generally going to be like pretty much where you are right now. We would it's hope. so true. Unless something horrible happens, you know, like... So 
just kind of that just just acceptance of reality kind of right you know? and it's not trying to escape your own body that's right know? not trying to escape your own body it's like an escape hatch from being present in your own body you know yeah and that we think that if we look better according to what right. such a nebulous right. idea anyway it's sort of like what is um in vogue right now Right. which 100 years ago wasn't that. Right. And 100 years from now, it might be different right. completely again. Yeah. So, But right now, we're all supposed to be tall and thin. Right. And young and blonde and come from California, right. Southern California. Right. And be smart and really rich, mm -hmm. but not too smart. Right. Because then men won't like you. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and back so in the so depression area, having like a sort of plumper, like, shoulders and chest was was fashionable because you because that meant food. you had money to eat yes and you had access to food yes you know how about that yeah after the now you need to look the like there's no food now people have to look like there's no food that right. it's kind of when you really step back it's kind of insane i mean it just it is insane it's really insane <laughs> it's really insane <laughs> so how do we navigate through this when especially we're Say, you know, I think of myself as this young girl who didn't have any other commodity mm -hmm. other than her body. Mm -hmm. her, uh, that's all I felt like I had. Uh -huh. I had my looks. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. It didn't matter in my family how smart you were, what a good person you were, mm -hmm. your character. It only mattered what you looked. Right. So I got the idea that was, that was my only claim to fame. Mm -hmm. So I better... Uh, you know, comply. Mm -hmm. And you were a good girl, right? I was a good girl. You did what was expected. I did. I did. And um, so, for instance, like, what would you say to somebody who is out there, some young woman mm -hmm. who doesn't know what you know mm -hmm. and is starting to think, you know, I can tell you that my body's not going to be how it's supposed to be in this world mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. What yeah. do you say to her? Yeah. I mean, I think that part of what I like, how I like to hold that is to look at it as an inner critic. I mean, to kind of frame right. it and understand it of like, okay, well, that's your inner critic, you know, talking to you, Yeah. you know? And so, you know, what kind of, what is the purpose of that? You know, and I think, I think there usually is the, a purpose to a negative body image voice in your head or yes. thoughts and feelings there's usually a purpose it's it's usually sometimes protective you know like it's trying to keep you quote more acceptable or in line or, or safe. something safe yeah you know it's always usually doing something you mm -hmm. know so for each person it's different i think of like what exactly it's that protecting you maybe it's something that your parents said to you and mm -hmm. so in some ways you've just internalized this is how they were trying to make you more, you know, they, they were worried nobody would ever marry you if you didn't. That's right. Whatever, look a That's certain right. way. And so they said these shaming things to you. And then now you're, you know, a grown up or 20s or something thinking, oh, well, they must have been right. You know, so it's kind of seeing, seeing some of the patterns, seeing what your own mind is saying to you, you know, yeah. sometimes that thing of, 
if you had a friend who spoke to you the way your negative thoughts speak to you, the yeah. way you call what you say to your body and your head. Right. Would you have that friend in your life? No. And probably not, right? No. Like that would be really an abusive relationship if somebody was saying, right. look at those thighs or, you know, whatever Every it is, time they you know. looked at, every at time, you. Yeah, every time you passed a mirror, every time you passed a reflection, anytime you wore shorts, right. you know. So I think it's kind of a slow process, I mean, of just accepting that you have these negative thoughts. Yes. And then kind of, I wonder where they came from. Right. I wonder how they're serving you. You know, are there, is there some protective thing? Do you do you need to feel protected from something? Do that you have is fears? So good, yes. Like, what are you know? What did your parents fear? What what has now become your fear? Like, is is does that person think they're never going to get a mate because yeah. their knees are too big or you know small or whatever? Right. You know, and it even goes beyond that because people who are married and have a loving relationship, right. they still don't believe that they're. Right. Spouse loves them unconditionally. Right. They're like, how can you they love this? I look to... like this. Right. I, I've known people who turn around when they're, you know, they won't let their partner see their backside. So they scuttle out of the room back first because <laughs> they don't want like their they're husband to like their husband is the queen to see their backside. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like their husband's the queen. But I mean, it's. I mean, and usually, yes. you know, the husband's very supportive, like not even and giving them a hard time about right. doing that. You know, I know. But, but that it's so in in their in the private life of people, you know, right. like, like of a woman who that she can't even turn and just exactly. let her husband just be what he probably she sees is. it anyway sometimes when she doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a slow process and being gentle. I mean, the first principle, which is another podcast you could listen to um <laughs> is so integral to this one which is compassion you know so it's yeah. like you have to so it's dealing with reality accepting this is my physical form in this moment it's not changing in this hour you know right. and so you might as well minutes, right? yeah so you might and it's probably not going to change within like a couple days you know yeah, let's you know i know not. people think that the diets really work but you know, they, they don't, don't really, they don't really. And, you know, but anyway, in the next day, you're going to essentially have the same body. And so just work on showing up with yourself where you are, you know, and starting to dis starting to untangle too from the cultural downloads about how you're supposed to look and coming from the inside out, you know, like, let's say you don't like this part of your body because you don't see that in the magazines or whatever. It's like, okay, well, let's just separate from that. Yes. You know, and start to go, well, how do you feel from the inside out? You know, right. like breathe. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of meditation and just breathing and being. Um, yes. And I, you know, we were talking the other day about how I remember in my twenties I was having trouble. I felt like my belly was too big. And so, and it was causing all sorts of problems. I was having stomach aches and because I was tensing yeah. up my I was tensing up my belly too much. And it was like when I was away at college and I think I was just nervous about a whole bunch of stuff. And so it fixated on, well, my belly's too big, you know. And so at some point I sort of realized that I needed to learn how to breathe into my belly and take up space. And, you know, put a pillow in front of my belly if I feel self-conscious so that I can yeah. actually breathe and take up space. Yes. Like be gentle with myself. If let I, yourself if I don't be. maybe want to do that publicly or whatever. But like let myself have that extra whatever 
Yeah. Three quarters of an inch of like. I know. You know, like nobody else notices. No. Whether I'm holding in my stomach or not. Right. You and know, nobody. at 19 in college. Right. Nobody, nobody ran knows. away screaming from you or. Yeah. No, nobody even, right. nobody thought anything of it. But so it's this little micro, it's like this thing internally of working with myself from the inside of like, okay, like breathe, fill up the space that your belly needs, you know, and lo and behold, some of my, you know, stomach issues start to go away because what a concept, I started huh? to learn to breathe from my belly. You yeah. Know? It's- so I think what we're actually really even talking about is changing our relationship yeah. with our bodies. Definitely. And maybe Definitely. like we talked about a minute ago, is that we had a really good relationship with our bodies before. Mm-hmm. And then like shit hit the fan yep. with the societal messages yep. and the pressures of, especially for women in the culture that we live yeah. in. Men, more and more men too, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But so now that didn't work. Right. And what we're trying to do is get back to this innocent, right loving time when we were little and we just thought we were the greatest things ever right that our bodies were just terrific yeah so that's i think what we're talking about yeah and sort of like unbrainwashing ourselves exactly from what we've been through since we became conscious of of what we should do and now trying to become conscious of that didn't work yep and so what do I just need to love myself again. Right. Yeah. And that, and that, yeah. And sometimes that's too big of a stretch. Like when people think they have to love themselves, like you said before, that's yeah. like too big of a leap in the beginning. So it's sort of more about just starting with where you are, just yes. taking up the space, breathing, feeling yourself from the inside out, right. accepting, even if you don't like it. Right. You know, and then, and then treating yourself with care and compassion, like almost just as a experiment. <laughs> Yes. Like if exactly. you loved yourself, what would you do? How would you speak to yourself? Right. How what kind of movement would you like to do in your body? What makes you feel yummy? You know, do yeah. you not hate to work out but you love to dance? Like go right. dance. Right. Like exactly. You know, why I mean, do we always have to feel the burn? Yeah, why do you have to why does it have to be suffering? <laughs> yes. You know, which of course doesn't work ever anyway and suffering right you know it's like it's it only it well it's like yeah it's this negative this negative and the suffering and this deprivation and this oh i'll improve myself that's like a whole camp of stuff that doesn't actually heal any of this stuff we're talking about none it's in the other lane yeah so if you're in that lane come back yeah it's not gonna work come back to you like i don't trust that to get you where you need to go if it feels gentle if it feels like kind if you feel if you feel yourself relaxing and taking a fuller breath just even with something someone says to you that's what you trust yes like that's what's going to get you to the place of of basically harmony with your body and with food and if it doesn't feel like that then it's not it yes it's like intuitive yeah like yeah learn to not only eat intuitively, but yeah. be intuitive. Yeah. Yes. And the harsh path doesn't get, doesn't, the harsh path just gets you more harshness. Yeah. 
Like if you want to feel harsh about your body, if you want to Go harshly <laughs> do a diet and feel deprived, if you want to, that will get you more of that. Yes. You know? Right. And I, you know, whatever, if you need to do that, because that's where you're at, okay. But you know, what I would suggest but is- Come back as soon as you can. But come back as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. To, I, right. I think people are afraid of being gentle. Like I know sometimes I'll have people say to me when I suggest that they could be compassionate, and they could accept themselves. They think, well, then I'll get really big. That's exactly what they you think. You know, because That's then what it's I thought. kicking the door open. For sure. I, then all everything's lost. Yeah. All is lost. So it's like trusting right. the universe. Trust. Yes. I mean, it ties in with the spiritual principles that, that are in other And podcasts. trusting the wisdom of our Trusting own your body. Right. Trusting the fact that if you eat the whole bag, if you let yourself eat the whole bag of chips then you might eat the whole bag of chips, but you might stop Not. after half a bag because you're like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, exactly. I don't need any more of that. It's too much salt or whatever. You or know, whatever. like there's there's little cues right. that we have all the time that are leading us back to ourselves. Yes. And, and the same way present. with uh, accepting the body that we have. We, yes. can, we can kick it down, you know, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it. Yes. Or we can go, you know what? It has a genetic coding that it's- exactly. Bigger than me. Yeah. Bigger than me wanting it to smash into a little mold. Yeah. That I, don't, I didn't even pick myself. Yeah. And I, and I think that that piece is, you know, for some people that is a really hard piece for them. You know, Definitely. to just to feel like, well, they don't want this body. You know, they don't right. want to look like their grandmother. They don't right. want to look like their aunt. And, and yeah. so it's an ongoing process. It is. You know, of like. Just breathe, you know, and, and it's like, well, do you, I mean, you talk about sometimes how we don't fight the size of our feet. Yeah. You know, like I have a size nine and a half feet. I don't wish my feet were sevens. I right. just, that's not, not something I think about. Right. You know, so it's like, if you have a certain body, it's like having a certain shoe size. Right. And a certain eye color, mm-hmm. you know, and what if you, it's just not a fight that's worth even fighting. No, it's unless just, you were... <laughs> You know, in the last century and you were Chinese and then you had to bind your feet. Well, right. You know, yeah, right. so right. It, it's yeah. we're going to look at this, I think, the same yeah. way. Yeah. You know, next century, like, can you believe they can went on these diets? Can you believe they would throw up their food and, <gasps> and restrict their food till they almost passed vacuum out? Vacuum out fat out of their yes. tummy? Oh, my God. Yeah. What were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many ways to modify the body these days. It's it can yes. get a little dark and scary. Yeah, you know? I mean, just even eye color. You know, you can yeah like contacts. The change. You know, right. so it's like it's very enticing to that part of the brain that trying to you know that doesn't like to accept the body. Right. You know, it, it plays into that and, and going and, for perfection. Right. right. So the culture supports sometimes supports you know that that place that doesn't lead down the path to wellness and and harmony and peace. You know, it's not always easy, right? The well, the path of wellness, but it, you know, but it's it's more true. It's like yes, more exactly it's more truly healthy. Yes, you know, yeah, um, more satisfying at the end of the day, right? You know, and if really all we had to, like our whole path was just be a better person, yeah, just be kind and yeah, nice to people, just well, and with yourself in the front, be loving kindness, be kind you know, to what if that's all we really had to do? Yeah. Nobody could make money on us. Right. <laughs> so exactly. It's yeah. really insidious. Yeah. 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 Well, Meg, thank you so much You're for being welcome. here today. Yeah. And I really appreciate you. you coming and talking yeah. to me about this. You're welcome. 
Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.